Welcome to my week 14 NFL picks and predictions. I will be picking these games both against the spread and who I think will win outright. I track my record against the spread. Last week I went 10 and 3 and overall I'm 117 and 86 against the spread this season. Okay, let's jump into these games and start with Thursday night football. We have the Steelers hosting the Patriots and the Steelers are six and a half point favorites at home. They're playing a team in the Patriots that scored literally zero points last week. And still covered the spread. The Chargers were six and a half point favorites and they couldn't cover with the Patriots scoring zero points. They lost six to zero in a game that was literally abysmal, absolutely atrocious to watch. And the Steelers are coming off a 14 point loss to the Cardinals in a game that Kenny Pickett actually injured his ankle and is now out for the next few weeks. It's a bummer for the Steelers because right after they fired Matt Canada, they had a good game offensively, they beat the Bengals, and they were feeling pretty good. And then they come into this game against the Cardinals and looked really bad, and partially because Pickett was out, partially because they actually just might not be good at offense with or without Canada. And now we just really don't know what they have, and we're not going to know for the next few weeks with Pickett out. Mitch Trubisky is just not a good quarterback and he has not played well for them and even though the Patriots have been just I mean miserable at football they've scored less than seven points in three straight games I think they've scored seven points then six points then zero points so they're averaging like four points a game in the past three games which is so bad but in those games their defense has surprisingly been like solid good and I think the Steelers are really bad and I think Trubisky is definitely worse than Kenny Pickett and I can just I cannot bet on the Steelers covering six and a half with Trubisky at quarterback against a pretty okay Patriots defense I think the Patriots will score more than zero points I think they'll be able to get at least seven or ten points and I don't see Pittsburgh scoring 17 or 20 so I'm gonna take the Patriots plus six and a half but I'm I think I'm gonna take the Steelers to win outright I don't know if they're gonna lose to this team I just don't think they're gonna win by a touchdown so I'm gonna take the Patriots plus six and a half but I'm gonna take the Steelers to win the game next we have New Orleans hosting Carolina and the Saints are favored by five and a half points at home I'll tell you right now this one's honestly a coin flip to me I, I don't I don't trust the Saints at all. I don't know if Derek Carr is going to be playing or not. And that slightly changes how I feel about the team, mostly because I know Derek Carr is relatively average and I think they can put up enough points to, to probably take care of this Carolina team. Their offense has shown signs of being explosive at times, but just hasn't really been able to do it consistently. But with them fighting for a playoff spot now in that terrible division like I could see I could see him playing okay but he is questionable right now and if Jameis Winston is in there you just it's really hard to bet for or against him you just never know which version of him you're going to get I could see him coming in there and throwing like 300 yards and three touchdowns or I could see him coming in there and throwing like four interceptions it's really hard to know what you're going to get with him I I did I didn't think Carolina looked that bad last week against Tampa but that could also because Maybe Tampa was just playing bad as well, but I don't know why I just keep kind of believing in this Carolina team as not as a good team, but as a team that just hangs around with these below average to average football teams, they, they kind of stick with it. They usually get blown out against the good teams, but I've said this in the past, like they don't have any real reason to lose. All they're doing is just continuing to try to build confidence in Bryce Young and build his confidence and I'm sure they're just trying a bunch of new things every week to try to get things going and because of that I I think I'm going to take them plus five and a half and I actually think I'm going to take them to win this game and 
Like I said, this one's a coin toss. Like I could really, if the Saints come out and score 35 points, like they're going to win the game and they're probably going to cover. Carolina can't score that many points, but I just don't know what version of them we're going to get. And I think that Carolina has been steadily getting a tiny bit better. And this just, that might be wrong, but I'm going to take Carolina plus five and a half. I'm going to take them to win the game and we're going to see how that goes. Then we have Detroit heading into Chicago and they're going into Chicago as three and a half point favorites on the road. Detroit's offense right now has been firing on all cylinders. They've just been putting up a ton of points, but they've still been having to like squeak out games because their defense has kind of been getting torched. Their offense is second right now in yards per game, and they're like fifth in scoring overall, but their defense just hasn't been able to put together a a good enough to game to really get them some blowout wins. They've had a couple of shootouts and and a couple games where, I mean, last week they played New Orleans. They were up 21-0 in the blink of an eye. Like, you, you looked away and they scored three touchdowns. It was like eight minutes left in the first quarter still. And after that, they slowed down a little bit offensively, but the defense allowed still almost 30 points. Like the Saints scored 28 something points. And against the Chargers, they had to they had to score 41 points just to barely win. They've just been having to score a lot and, and they've been able to because their offense is really good, but that's just not going to fly in the playoffs. Like they've got to get that tightened up before the playoffs. Their pass defense is the biggest problem right now. Their bottom half of the league in pass defense. My concern is that Chicago doesn't really have a way to attack their really main and only weakness on that team. I know that their last game was relatively close in Detroit and Chicago almost pulled that game off, but I think that Detroit is a better team. I think they have a much, much, much better offense. And if their defense can just play remotely okay, I think they can stop. Justin Fields from scoring enough points. So for this one, I'm going to take Chicago minus three and a half. Then we have Houston traveling to New York to play the Jets and Houston is coming in as six and a half point favorites. Now this is just a a crazy situation in New York because Zach Wilson was obviously starting. Then he was benched and not just bench, they kind of spit in his face and moved him to third string. And to me, I I find that like they were clearly trying to make a statement, like showing him they didn't appreciate how he was playing. I think it was a little disrespectful. And they bring Tim Boyle in. Tim Boyle's terrible. And they cut Tim Boyle. But before they cut him, they put Trevor Simeon in. They benched Tim Boyle, put Simeon in. Simeon was terrible. Then they cut Boyle. And now they're going back to Zach Wilson and asking him to start. And I just find it a little bit funny. Like I, I don't think Zach is like, a great quarterback, but I think it's funny that the Jets organization is like, you know, they were trying to be, you know, they were trying to say something with that third string. Like, you know, when they demoted him that low, it was kind of a kick in the teeth. And to see them crawling back to him now is hilarious. And I know there's reports that he was like reluctant to start. I don't know if that's true or not. I, I could honestly see it. Like he's probably like F you guys. Like I'm going to be on a different team next year. I don't want to risk getting hurt just for this organization. But at the same time, if he can come in and and show some sort of life and play decent, like it it maybe ups his odds of getting on a different squad next year. But I think that relationship is severed. Like I have a hard time believing they are going to work together in the future. And I was for sure going to take Houston minus six and a half until they announced he was starting and now I'm questioning it. Like he, if he wants to come in and prove something and I don't know, I'm having a hard time. I think I'm still going to take Houston minus six and a half because their offense is just really good. And no matter who's played quarterback for the jets, they can just, they just can't move the football. Like they cannot score points. They can't move the ball. It's been like that all season. And Houston's offense is so high powered, even without tank Dell, which is a huge bummer for that team. Nico Collins has been balling. Devin Singletary has been balling. Damian Pierce has been playing well. I don't know if Dalton Schultz is back yet, but CJ Stroud is on an MVP level. I just like that team so much and think that they're really going to cruise at the end of the season. They're really pushing for a playoff spot. So I am going to take Houston minus six and a half. I think they're going to come in strong. I think that the Jets are 
dysfunctional. They're a mess. The, the, the quarterback situation is terrible. I'm going to take Houston minus six and a half. Then we have a battle of the backups, but in a game that I actually think is going to be kind of interesting to watch. We have Cincinnati hosting Indianapolis and Cincinnati is actually one and a half point home dogs in this game. Jake Browning is coming off an electric performance on Monday night football against the Jags. They got the W and he played really, really good, but Gardner Minshew has been balling as well. And that Colts team is playing good. They're seven and five. They're in the seventh seed in the playoffs right now. And they've been a well-rounded team this season. It's tough to know with Cincy, like is Jake Browning going to continue playing this well, or are they going to have a little bit more ups and downs? It's really hard to say. And this is a really hard game to pick, but I think I'm going to take Cincy at home plus one and a half home dogs in Jake Browning's first start against the Steelers. They literally couldn't run the ball at all. I think Joe Mixon had like 16 total rushing yards and they ended up losing that game. But against Jacksonville, they had almost 500 total offensive yards and they were really able to get the running game going. So the offense was more balanced. And I think if they play like that, they're really going to be a good team. I don't know if Jake Browning really needs to have a game that good every time, but against the Colts, I think he'll play good enough. And I think if Mixon can get going, they'll be fine. I think they're going to cover plus one and a half. And I think they're going to win the game. Then we have Cleveland hosting Jacksonville as one and a half point favorites at home. Jacksonville obviously is without Trevor Lawrence. He got injured in their game against the Bengals last week. Super unfortunate for them and him. They were looking like they were going to compete for that one seed. And now without him for a couple games, I don't know, they could go from a first round bye to a road wildcard game in the first round. Like the shift that can happen in in this league is crazy. And and just a few games could really alter the way that the rest of their season looks. Hopefully Trevor Lawrence is able to come back as soon as possible because that team's really fun to watch. But against this Browns team, I just don't think they're going to be able to score enough points to keep up with them. Joe Flacco really didn't look that bad last week. And the thing I like about him, like even though he's coming in as a backup and he's obviously not as good as he used to be, but at least he just comes in firing and he doesn't look scared and he's actually throwing the ball downfield. He threw the ball like 44 times and he's not just checking it down and handing it off and and playing hesitant and nervous. That could screw you if he plays bad, but he looks okay. And and I think that Jacksonville's really going to struggle to put points on the board. And I think Cleveland's defense is really, really good. So as long as Flacco can just get something going, like score a few points, get 17 or 20 points, I think they're going to be fine. I think they're going to win the game and obviously cover one and a half at home. Then we have Baltimore hosting the Rams as seven and a half point favorites at home. And initially I had picked the Rams in this one because they've proven they can score 30 plus points in a game. And it's tough to take a team minus seven and a half when they're facing someone that can put up 30 points. Like you're gonna have to score a lot of points to cover a spread that big. But when you look at their resume and who they've played and who they've scored those points against, it's actually not great. And and the teams, and then when they've played good teams, they've gotten blown out. So I think I'm gonna have to stick with the Ravens in this one, minus seven and a half. They're in a really tight race for the first seed in the AFC. Obviously that means so much more than it has in the past because there's only one bye week team in each conference. And now Jacksonville is potentially out of that race. It's really between Miami, Baltimore, and Kansas City. I think Baltimore is going to be sharp. I think they're going to win. And I think they're going to cover seven and a half. Then we have Tampa Bay traveling to Atlanta and Atlanta is favored by two and a half at home. And this one to me is just another toss up. Like both these teams stink at football. I don't trust either quarterback. Neither team has proven to be able to move the ball consistently on offense. The only bright side of either team is probably Mike Evans, but they just can't win football games. And so I'm going to take Atlanta minus two and a half just because they're at home and because they're kind of in a 
fight for the playoffs right now, which is crazy to say, but I'm going to take the Falcons to win and to cover two and a half. The Raiders are at home and they're playing Minnesota and Minnesota is actually coming in as three and a half point favorites on the road. And this line is actually really surprising to me. I think both teams are relatively even. And even if you think Minnesota is better to swing the line all the way in their favor and by more than three points is kind of crazy, especially after that performance they had against Chicago, like the 12 to 10 game on Monday Night Football. The Raiders haven't been great, but they have shown some life and Aiden O'Connell has really not been bad. They're coming off losses to Kansas City and Miami, but they were in both of those games. And I know that sounds like that's a sad positive to have on your season that you didn't get killed in your game, but I do think it shows something. They they started that KC game at 14-0. I know they fell apart, but Kansas City's in another tier, and they hung with that Miami team the entire game. I think that they're really solid, and I think that Minnesota could be, but you know those first two games with Dobbs were looking good, and then the last two have not looked so great, and particularly his most recent was actually really bad. I mean, he threw four interceptions against Chicago and lost, so I just don't know really what we're going to get from them, and with it being in Vegas three and a half point dogs. I actually think Vegas is going to win, which obviously means they're going to cover. So I'll take Vegas plus three and a half and to win outright. Then we have a rematch from literally two weeks ago. And I can't stand when the NFL does that. You know that every team in the same division is going to have to play twice. I don't get how you can't figure out how to spread it out better. Seattle is going to play in San Francisco and they just played two weeks ago and Seattle got killed at home and Geno Smith looked absolutely terrible. San Francisco is coming off their best one of the season. They went in absolutely boat raced Philly in Philadelphia. They made a huge statement to the rest of the NFL that they're really not on the same level as everyone else. They are a tier above. They had a weird skid in the middle of the season, but they are back and they look great. And they are going to be a team that obviously nobody's going to want to see in the playoffs. Like they look like a complete football team. They're favored by 10 and a half at home against Seattle. And I just, I don't know how you could take Seattle in this scenario. Maybe something crazy happens, but with how good San Francisco has looked, they just beat Seattle by like 18 two weeks ago. I don't know how you take Seattle in this one. I'm going to take San Francisco minus 10 and a half and obviously to win the game outright. Then we have what I think is going to be a really good game. We have Kansas City hosting Buffalo and Kansas City is favored by two and a half. And both teams are weirdly kind of desperate for a win. And and Buffalo is more like mathematically desperate. Like they are six and six. And if they want any chance at the playoffs, they really need a win. They have Kansas City this week and then Dallas next week. They've got to start piling up the wins. If they lose this and dropped to six and seven, they're probably out. So they're definitely desperate. And Kansas City is coming off that loss to Green Bay and still just has not gotten in that groove all season. They have just continued to to win some games and have some close ones and lose some. And they just don't look like a team that can put together four straight wins or three straight wins in the playoffs. So I think that they're looking to like get some momentum and as a team, like get back on the right track. But I think Buffalo needs it more. I keep wanting to take Buffalo because they're more desperate and they keep disappointing me. But I like, if you look at the rosters, I know Casey's defense has been playing good, but their lack of depth at the receiver position has been relevant all season and still it's just not solved yet. And I, I, I can't believe I watch Chiefs games and don't just automatically feel like Patrick Mahomes is going to win the game. Like it's a weird spot to be in, but they do not look the same. And like I said, Buffalo needs it so bad. So this will be the last time I'm going to put faith in Buffalo, but I really think they're going to win this game. I think they need it so bad. They're coming off a bye week. They maybe got, they got some new energy. I don't know, but I'm going to take Buffalo plus two and a half and I'm going to take them to win the game. Then we have an AFC West matchup with Denver traveling to LA to play the Chargers and the Chargers are two and a half 
point favorites at home. And I have continued all year to stay optimistic about the Chargers team. I am like every week just blown away at how bad they look and then look at their roster. And then we go to the next week and I'm like, they can't actually be that bad, right? Like they can't. Eventually they have to play good and then they don't. And that that six to zero win over the Patriots is, I mean, that's, you can't feel good about that. Like you just can't leave that game feeling good in any type of way. And so I, I honestly think I have to stop. Like, it's like, I have to stop putting my faith in this team. And eventually you just have to listen to what they're telling you or what they're showing you. Like whether we think they're good or not, or talented or not, they're not a good football team and they can't win games. And I, I don't know. I, Denver's in the playoff hunt. They need the game more. They've been more consistently, at least average this season. I'm going to take Denver plus two and a half on the road, and I'm going to take them to win the game. Then we have the big game, the big game for the NFC standings, a huge game for the NFC East and a massive game for my mental well-being. <laughs> this is the game. This is the game that we absolutely have to win. There's just no way around it. They have to win. They have to show they can beat Philly at home. This has to be how they start December. This is it. There's just no way around it. I know it's not a must win like mathematically, but I think it is psychologically. Like I think if we can't beat Philly at home, I'm going to be in a dark place mentally. Like I will just feel zero confidence heading into the rest of the month. I will be checked out of December. Like if we can't do that, what's even the point? Like this is the game, man. I th- We need it so bad. Dallas is favored by three and a half. And honestly, I thought it would be two and a half or three. Three and a half is kind of bizarre to me. And if I wasn't a fan, I might take Philly because I think it might be a closer game, but I can't put that energy out there. So I'm going to take Dallas minus three and a half. Please, (laughs) please. They've got to cover this one. They've got to win and they've got, they don't have to cover, but please just win the game. They have to. This will be a major indicator of how my month of December is going to go. Then we have two Monday night football games this week, which I don't understand why we do, especially with games like this, where it just looks like it's going to be two bad football games. The first one is New York is hosting Green Bay and the Giants are dogs at home by six and a half points. The Packers are looking good and Jordan Love has had three straight really great games and they're coming off a win against Kansas City under the bright lights on Sunday night football. And they're they're looking good. It really looks like they're going to make a playoff push now, which didn't seem feasible three weeks ago. I mean, Jordan Love was getting like written off like five weeks ago. Like people were done. And now it's looking like, Jesus, he like the, is he a guy? Their bandwagon's really starting to get some momentum. And there's definitely a different buzz around that team now. The Giants are like hopeless at this point and they're not good. And so I'm going to take Green Bay minus six and a half on the road. I think the line is a little high, but I still think they're going to cover. And obviously I think they're going to win the game. I think they're going to want to keep this momentum rolling, heading into the playoffs. And I think they might make it. And then the second game, and I kind of hope I'm wrong on this because if I'm right, it's going to be a really boring Monday night, but I'm going to take Miami minus 13 and a half against Tennessee in our second Monday night football game. Miami's offense is just electric right now. They're playing at home, prime time game. Tennessee has not shown really any signs that they can keep up with a team like this. And even though that line is really high, Miami, similar to Dallas, has just dominated these bad teams. And I think they're going to continue to do that. So I'm going to take Miami minus 13 and a half. And that would mean we have two really boring Monday night football games, but hopefully that's not the case. Okay. And that's it for my week 14 NFL picks. Thank you guys so much for watching. I really, really, really appreciate it. Please like, and subscribe if you enjoyed, and I'll see you guys in the next one. <music>